Hello and welcome to the Strike a Balance podcast for working homeschool moms. This is Charlotte Jones. I'm a homeschool coach and homeschooling mom of twin boys. I know it can feel really overwhelming to keep all the balls in the air all the time. So each week I chat about tips and strategies for being a happy and thriving working homeschool mom that you can implement in your life too. I also speak to awesome and inspiring women who manage to juggle homeschooling and work successfully and find out what their secrets are. Be sure to check out my Working Homeschool Mom Time Audit and Mindset Challenge in the show notes and sign up to my newsletter for lots of cool homeschool freebies. And if you ever need to chat, please book in a session with me. I would love to support you in any way that I can. I'm so excited for you to be here and I hope you'll get so much value out of this episode. So let's get started. So today I'm speaking to Gareth Jones, aka Jumping Backslash aka JBS, aka hubby. So I thought it would be fun to see how a working homeschool dad strikes a balance. It's kind of weird. We're sitting on opposite sides of the house talking to each other online. But anyway, thanks for your time. And I'm excited to see what comes out in our chat today. Why are you thanking <laughs> me for my time? Well, I mean, you better... Leave this in, by the way. Leave this in. Copy and paste and double it. What do you mean? Go on. I just, it's just, just a joke. Okay, anyway, yes. Yeah? Okay, what? so thanks for your time. You're welcome. Usually most people say, oh, it's no problem. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> it's no problem. I'm excited to be here. So obviously I know everything there is to know about you, but maybe you could tell my listeners a little bit about yourself. I'm your husband. I'm from That's England. Right. I am a musician and a music producer and a composer. I work from home, just like you, and I'm the father of two autistic children, with you, and we got a dog. <laughs> that we do. And I don't think oh. the dog's autistic. No, <laughs> but she is full of nonsense, that is true. Yes. All right, so how long have you been a working homeschool dad, and what made you choose to become one? Well, it would have been when I came back to Neisner after basically retiring out of the film business, right? So I don't know how long we've been here. Is it seven years we've been here? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be seven years. And I, and I became one not by accident necessarily, but just through necessity. I used to work in the, in the, in the film business permanently and took a job in the UK, took a job in the UK, which had already, the company had already gone bankrupt when I was on the plane and they hadn't told me. So by the time I got to the UK, it was pretty much done with. I just had, I only had a couple of work, months worth of work and then tried to get back to the UK, uh, come back to South Africa. Eventually did, you know, because we weren't sure what we were going to do. Was I going to get another job or this, that and the other? And I tried to get other work, but obviously you're under pressure, financial pressure. You are on your own with the kids. The kids, oh no, the kids hadn't started. The kids were at that nursery. It was the next time I'd left the country that the kids started school. But And so what made me decide to be one, I think, was just a run of three or four years, maybe three years in the film business, particularly from when the kids were born, actually. 
because when the kids were born is when the company I was working for was going into liquidation. So it was a period of time where I was unhappy with what was going. I felt I'd reached the ceiling in the job that I had. And I was unhappy with the way that things were gone. And I was unhappy with the way that I'd been treated in a couple of instances. And so I was offered the opportunity because I was a musician at the same time. I was doing that on the side. I was given an opportunity by a friend to produce his album with his new band. And I took it. And then we decided we were going to stay in Neisner. And I decided that I was going to try and make a go of it somehow working in the music business and I think also at that time I was catering for weirdos in this town that we live in so it just came out of trying something new what about homeschooling specifically so we went backwards and forwards about homeschooling I think I was a bit more keen on it that you than you were in the beginning yeah but what about deciding to homeschool well it's I guess it's the same thing. We'd become at that point independent. So insofar that we weren't, I didn't have a boss and you, I could be wrong in terms of the timeline. It comes out of a necessity and I think independence because both of us were working for ourselves at that point. So we'd kind of like loosened ourselves of the shackles of working for bosses and it what and it's a similar thing. It wasn't working out with the school that we had the kids in. So you were keen on homeschooling, which admittedly I wasn't that keen on. Or not I don't know whether keen is the right word. I just needed to change my perception of things, even though I didn't enjoy school at all, didn't particularly do that well at school even though, you know, I am quite smart, but I just didn't really apply myself. Well, I know I'm smart, but like I didn't apply myself and I didn't like it. And I don't look back on that time fondly at all, actually. I mean, some of it's all right. You know, your friends you make in school and all the stuff around it was cool, but actually the drug, you know, a day at school, I hated. And so when you first started talking about it, yeah, I wasn't sure. I think I was just kind of like, I can't think of the right word, but maybe just indoctrinated into a way of thinking, even though I'd hated school, thinking that maybe it was best for the kids to try and help them deal with social situations and to give them a grounding in social situations that maybe we couldn't give them. But the school couldn't really support them in the way that they needed we couldn't really afford to send them to the Montessori school that that maybe could have helped them and then there were two issues one of which was Dominic being at school during a thunderstorm and he's still petrified he has a terrible fear of thunderstorms and he went through a thunderstorm at school and didn't have the kind of thing that we could give him he was left to fend for himself which they couldn't really, they, I mean, to be, they couldn't help him. We used to put headphones on him or occupy his mind in certain ways. They weren't going to do that for him because he's, you know, he was either at school or at daycare when it happened. So he's like 30 kids, 40 kids. And then there was a bit of bullying, which I felt that the school weren't really taking responsibility for. Not responsibility, but they weren't, 
I can't really think of the right way to describe it, but I wasn't blaming the school for it, but I felt that they could have acknowledged it better than they did because they weren't really acknowledging it. And whichever way you cut it, it's always going to be different with an autistic kid or a special needs kid when it comes to bullying because there's so much they don't understand about human interaction that it's painful. So those were two... And they kind of happened. I think we'd already made the decision. Again, I'm sketchy on the timeline because now every day blurs into one when you homeschool, but like, and you work from home. But I think they came around. Everything sort of coalesced at the same time, and it's like, well, it's not worth the anxiety for the kid, and it and it might work, like you said, it might work or it might not work. Let's give it a go for a year and see where we are. What's going to hurt if we do it? And so we did it. Yes, those are definitely the reasons why we started homeschooling. So we've been doing it a long time now, probably five years. I think now we've been homeschooling, and uh, I know no, a lot of people. It's not five years, surely. I think it is. It is five years. A lot of people want to quit when homeschooling times get tough. How do you feel about tough times during homeschooling, and how do you get through them? I don't know if I do get through them very well. I don't know. I'm not... I mean, you are far more involved in the homeschooling aspects anyway than I am insofar that you are the one that tends to have a better idea or a better overview. I think that homeschooling is an education on both sides. So as much as you've got to kind of de-school the child and go through a period of adjustment for the child so the child sort of like lets all that stuff go and then is able to sort of like be themselves and dictate for themselves what they want to do you've also got to do that as well because there's lots of things you've got to go through like I definitely feel that I was in my work a lot less distracted when the kids were, well, I was when they were at school because we used to drop them off at seven o'clock. We used to drop them off at seven o'clock and pick them up at four or five, maybe half four. So you get a whole day. We'd have the whole day and you would work the whole day. So uninterrupted, whereas maybe now it's not quite like that, obviously, because everything is sort of mixed up together. So you have to get used to that. You have to get used to, you have to understand what it is. And I'm still not quite sure what it is, but you have to just understand more. So I think as time goes on, you deal with it better. And you not that you care less, but you worry less. I mean, I still worry, but I worry less. Then say I did in the early days where you really worry about everything that you're doing. I mean, now we're not so curriculum intensive or anything because deep down, I know that they can handle pretty much whatever gets thrown at them. I mean, it's yeah. How do I cope with it? You just, you wring your hands and you have an anxiety <laughs> attack, but, it, but you get through it because the kids will, the kids will always show you what they can do. And then you get those bits and you go, Oh, yeah, okay. You can do all that. Great. Fantastic. Do you know what I mean? It's just that they're not very well. We've I don't know if you've talked about this, but then it's not always hard to gauge with our kids anyway. Maybe a lot of autistic kids because 
they're not necessarily expressive where those things are concerned. So st- sort of like still waters run deep a bit. All of a sudden you go, oh yeah, you can read and you, oh yeah, you can write and oh yeah, you understand what all this stuff is, you know. And all of a sudden you've developed a sense of rhythm. All of a sudden you quite happy to dance in the lounge you're not embarrassed by it anymore or self-conscious about things anymore so it's interesting the kid always shows you and i suppose they are they just absorb so much constantly so as long as you give them opportunities to learn they're going to take things in books and i I don't know whatever just giving the giving them the opportunity to to learn new things yeah i think that's part of the adjustment of being a parent because I'm not saying you shouldn't know what the periodic table is, but you, sh- you know, I don't know what the periodic table is and I can't remember it. And therefore, I mean, obviously the older you get, the less you throw out your head, but the kids, you have to adjust your idea of what learning is and what's important, like what's important to learn in life. And is it facts like geography, like what the capital of Poland is? And to be able to recite it, or is it to be, you know, a human being? And the kids are going to have the odds stacked against them in many ways because of how they are, because they're, you know, they're, they have, they're neuroatypical. So, you ha- that's something that's the main thing you have to adjust is go and realize well everything that you go through in life for the first time or even the 20th time is a learning experience whatever it is so you can learn something by playing minecraft you can learn something by making a mess in the garden you can you know you can learn something by doing the washing up so a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, parents taught their kids how to chop wood and gut a chicken because that's what they needed to know. You know what I mean? So, facts and books and things like that. Maybe it's better to try and raise a child to be more autodidactic, so that they are interested and they're more likely to retain the information of the stuff that they're interested in. And if they don't want to know it, they don't want to know it. It's just not, you know, it's noise at the end of the day. You know, it, I think that's one of the issues I found with school is just that there was so much noise. I was only interested in a, a certain number of things. I wasn't interested in others and my grade showed it. What about scheduling and organization? How does that look for you or how do you manage that? generally i don't manage well i don't manage it you do really <laughs> so you're far better organized than i am far better it's, you schedule me and organize me that's the answer you do it okay <laughs> sure. so what would you say is your favorite homeschooling resource and why i mean the best one has been the library mm-hmm. for them because it's because of but that's much more holistic it's about them as people, the library. It gives them something. They gives them a little thing that they want to do every week. They go, like, today's Wednesday. You're going to take them in a minute. Or we they go every week, but we take them every other week. And um, that's been the best thing because they, they're just out amongst people. And they choose the books that they want to read. And they've been reading them. So that is the number one homeschool resource, in my opinion, 
and the other one would be mystery science just because i like the way it's presented i like the way that it passes the information and the kids react really well to it there's so much stuff that you can look at and learn about um I mean, yeah, they do like to watch certain things over and over again. It's just how they are. But there's something you could watch something new every day on Mystery Science and you would never get through it, you know. How important do you think mindset is for being a successful working homeschool parent? Yeah, it's very important. It's, it's the most important thing. But again, it's complex and I'll go on and on and on. But it's a, it, it is just that process of you as a teacher or you as the parent de-schooling yourself or sort of like deprogramming yourself, particularly if you're neurotypical, like what we are, for all intents and purposes. I didn't like school, but I got through it. I didn't like school, but I was social. I mean, I'm socially fine. And the kids might be one day too, but I, and I've always been social. So you've got to undo the work that they did on your brain. And that's, that's the mindset thing. But again, that's always going to be, that's an ongoing process. So you did speak a little bit about tough homeschooling periods, but how would you get through a tough homeschool day? What are the actual things that you might do to manage a day like that? If the kids don't want to do it, and are sort of getting overwhelmed in the whole conversation about it, then it's just best to leave it. Instead of, now whether that makes it a tough day or not, or you've avoided a tough day, that's, I don't know. But that's really probably the best thing. And I think that's also something that's come from you, which is just if it ain't working, just leave it. You know, it's not worth like being punitive about it or having it affect their day, you know, because otherwise you're just doing what teachers are, just sticking them in detention and making them write lines by saying, oh, well, if you don't do your maths now, you're not going to get Switch or whatever. You're not going to get Minecraft. I just don't think it doesn't work either. It just, for them anyway, it just knots them up. So a day, that if if they get hectic, it's probably best to leave it or or at least say okay what do you want to do and if and if they do want to do something at least by the end of the the session they've done something and then personally it's probably just best going out for a walk once they've calmed themselves down or go, I do like to sometimes go for a drive because driving concentrates my mind on something where you know I'm trying to survive so <laughs> you're not thinking so much about the other stuff so yeah, uh, we've been at this five years already. So obviously, we're—I would say—we're pretty experienced when it comes to being homeschool, working homeschooling parents. And what would be your number one piece of advice for somebody who's starting out? Just to be patient, and I know trust the pro. People say trust the process. It's an awful phrase, but it's true. Just trust the process. If you've made the decision to do it, like what we did, for a practical reason because we felt that we it was the only way that we could give our kids what they needed because of how they were in a in a way that we could afford you just stick to it and i mean that's all you can do it, you you ha, you you are also it's not going to you're not going to 
you know, you're not going to say Friday, they finish school forever. Monday, out comes a laptop, CTC maths, mystery science or whatever curriculum stuff you're going to do. And then all of a sudden it, it's like the Von Trapps in The Sound of Music. It's not going to be that, that way. It's going to be mental and and a huge adjustment for you. So you just have to be easy on yourself, be easy on the kid and just find it together. But you, you're not going to get it overnight. You, it's just going to be it's going to be something that you'll all you know you go always chip away at so just be patient okay well thanks for that thanks so much it was really nice to chat to you and it's always i think we don't really have the opportunity to talk to each other about this kind of stuff so i've really enjoyed kind of hearing your point of view and i think we're i was kind of thinking that we would be in opposition because we can generally be in opposition about a lot of things but i think we're definitely on the same page about homeschooling our kids yeah but well yeah we are oh, let's not start an argument <laughs> <laughs> what well, i mean we are oh yes if this is going to stay in the podcast to the listeners yes we often are in opposition on most things we are we have opposite views but in the middle is normally where we land and so i don't think there's an issue necessarily with that as long as you communicate in so but we were yes we were at the time when the chips really were down when you could see how much it was affecting dominic and in still he's very he's a very anxious kid that was when we both were like no they're coming out and we're doing this ourselves and we're still committed we're still committed i totally agree with doing this you know and we do agree that this is the best thing for the kids and yeah, we still have conversations and arguments or debates or however you want to describe them about what we're going to do for the kids. But we always come up with an answer and we always agree in the end. So, yeah. Hmm. Yes. Thank yeah. you. We should do this more often. Yes, we should. <laughs> we really should. As a regular form of communication. As a regular form of communication without shouting and uh, swearing. <laughs> Yes, this yes. is how we should do weekly family meetings. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Seriously, seriously, because uh, if you're not in the room, I'm, I'm like, I'm not angry. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. Well, thanks so much, and I'll see you right. in the lounge. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you in the lounge. Thanks so much for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Drop me a DM on Instagram or post on the Working Homeschool Mom support group over on Facebook and let me know what resonated the most with you. It would also be great if you could rate, review and subscribe or share the podcast with a working homeschool mom who might need it. Until next time, take care.